Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Guess what, guess what, guess what, guess what? Um, I don't know. What? I am going on vacation. Oh, me too. Yes, I I know you're going on vacation, <laughs> little miss. I go all sorts of places. Yeah, well. Stein. <laughs> I don't know how to end that, but. Okay. Anyway, yes, but uh, yes, I am finally going to a place. You want to know where I'm going? Where? Two different rocks. You want to know the name of those rocks? Uh, no. One is <laughs> one is the house on the rock. Oh. And one is Starved Rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know both of them. I'm going rock to rock. Have you been to both of them? I've been to one of them. Yes, you've been to one of them, but you haven't been to... The House on the Rock. That's in uh, Minnesota. Nope. Nope. Not even close. Well, no, it's close. No, it's it's in Wisconsin. We are very much looking forward to it. Um, cool. Because it is a rock, and, and there is a house on it. Yep. And it was in American Gods. Okay. Apparently. <laughs> Which is the thing. Where are you going? New Orleans. Nice. Yeah. I was just there. It's great. It is great. You know what else is great? What? This podcast. You know why it's great? <laughs> Why? Because what, what do we do on it, Kate? We discuss classic children's picture books That's and right. whether they should be classics or not. That and we determine right. that on a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the best and 1 being the worst. And based on our educated opinions, both with you with your background in library science and me knowing nothing at all, together we put together a rating and determine whether it should be on people's bookshelves. Is that good? Do you like that? Is well, that... Where Where is my sister? <laughs> is that alright? The one who just get there usually right? stumbles... <laughs> through this thing. Yes, that was completely... I have nothing to add to that. That was everything. Awesome. That was all and everything. <laughs> and this week, I decided to do a book that I thought, when I selected it, was an American classic picture book. And then I found out that the creator was not American. So, apparently, it's uh, a British-slash-American ah, classic picture book. A Brit-American. A, a Brit-American. <laughs> Americish. 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 I'm sure that's not the word for it. Here it comes. Amazing Grace. By Mary Hoffman. Hoffman. Oh, am I covering her up? There you go. Oh, Mary Hoffman. Mary Hoffman, yes. And illustrated by Caroline Binch. Binch. Also British. Who knew? Oh, I need to say it as Amazing Grace by Mary Hoffman. Quite. Illustrated by Caroline Lynch. Yeah, that is the correct way of saying <laughs> all of that. Yes, this book, uh, you could, I could have sworn to you, American born and bred, not even slightly. It's uh, it's British all the way. So, and with your theatrical background, Uh-oh. you will have insights into it that others would not. So I'm just going to hand you that. Okay. Go crazy. Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's get some background information on the creator of this book, which is, say, the author. We'll talk about the illustrator, too, at some point, but for this, we'll just stick with the author. Not a lot of people know, which is to say, I didn't know, that uh, Mary Hoffman is, in fact, a a white British woman. Um, You know, we talk a lot about 
black kids in American picture books these days. But it turned out this book was a finalist for the 1991 Kate Greenaway Medal, which is essentially the Caldecott of England. Uh, Miss Hoffman has done many things in her life besides writing a single solitary picture book. She has argued for the role of British Children's Laureate to encompass active lobbying against cutbacks to libraries. And she was indeed a nominee for the very post uh, from 2011 to 2013. She has been a contributing blogger to Book Maven and the History Girls. And in 2016, uh, she helped found the Greystones Press, an independent book publishing company. So, uh, keeping busy this one. Back. You're back. I'm back. You're so back. Yes. Yes. How, how'd that go there? Hmm. Uh, it was interesting. It is, isn't it? It's, uh, it's got layers. So this is a 1991 book, I should probably mention. So uh, I would have been this girl's age. Yes, in fact, this good, and I think the clothing looks so familiar to me in some ways because you were that age at that time. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I was six, and mm -hmm. that's about the age she is. So. Yeah, pretty much. And so, right, so the first thing I noticed looking at this book was the illustrations. Mm -hmm. They're not only gorgeous, but they provide so much detail that I wouldn't even think about. Like, the crack in her, the crack in the rubber of her shoe or she's wearing a shirt and it's tucked in, but you can see the shirt like underneath the skirt mm -hmm. or the, the super creepy doll. <laughs> it is the a doll is a, a little bit creepy. It's I, super I gotta, creepy I gotta, because there's no eyelids and it yeah. just kind of stares, so just stares into the void. In, in, in sort of a dead-eyed way. Yeah. Yeah. I know nothing about this illustrator. So this is Carolyn Binch, like I say, British. Uh, Apparently, she hired members from a family in Gambia as models for Grace and other characters. This is what well, I hear. The back of the book said that her Nigerian neighbors knew of a family that she could take pictures of. Okay, that of, must have been the family. And then, then based yeah. uh, her illustrations based on those people. Right. So she definitely works from life, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And she worked with the author because for uh, her book... Ip Dip Sky Blue, a collection of stories, um, and Mary Hoffman really liked her artwork and asked if this illustrator could work on this book, and bada boom, bada bing, you got a book. You got a book. <laughs> See, I didn't read any of that oh. afterward there. Is it by LeVar Burton? The, well, LeVar Burton has a separate thing at the end, so and... the author has her own section, the illustrator has her own section, LeVar Burton has his own section. Okay. Because the edition you have, I should I should make clear, is the 25th anniversary edition. Yeah. Published in America, that will become important later. Okay. All right. All right. So it's about this girl who loves stories. She mm. loves hearing stories, listening to stories, being told stories, making up stories, anything from... And she always wants to be the lead of the story. So mm -hmm. if the story is about Joan of Arc, she wants to play Joan of Arc. If it's, um, you know, about a pirate, she wants to be the pirate. Or a Nazi. I love her a Nazi photo picture. Right. Which was on the yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture, yeah. And, uh, and I like that in she, she wanted to be Aladdin rubbing his magic lamp to make the genie appear. She didn't want to be Jasmine. She wanted to be Aladdin. Which well, was this was like, 1991. When did the Aladdin movie come out? Aladdin came out in 92. This book came out in 91. Okay. I may have a Britishism here. I am under the impression that, you know those, um, uh, what are they called? The Brits do them around Christmas time. Crackers? And, no, 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 no. They put on these shows, these crazy shows, 
and the kids all watch and then they have to yell things like, oh no, he won't. Oh yes, he will. Pantomimes. Oh. Pantomimes. I believe a pantomime show that is very popular is about Aladdin. Interesting. Fun fact. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's what it's referred to. Yeah, I just like that she played Aladdin, not sure. Jasmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or when she plays a doctor and she's like wrapping her mom and her grandma in like gauze. You have the cat at the bottom that's like playing yes. with it. Yes. It's very cute. Toilet paper, yes. But then we get to the classroom, which is kind of where like the story starts. So we, we, we learn that this girl loves stories, right? Character she, development, character development, plot. 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 Right. So she's in this classroom, and at this point I'm like, how old is she? Apparently, the author says at the back of the book that she's six or seven. Okay, so, like, so six or seven, she's so like first, first, or second, first or second grade. Yeah. yeah. And so they say, okay, well, who wants to, we're going to do Peter Pan, who wants to play Peter Pan? Pretty much everyone has raised their hand except for, well, he's kind of half raising his hand, <laughs> and she's not even paying attention. Yep. But pretty much everyone else, male or female, has their arm up. Interesting. Um... And I'm with the kid whose hand is halfway up because he he wasn't paying attention. He saw everyone have their hands up. Exactly. Like, I guess I'm supposed to put my hand up. I have no idea what I'm volunteering yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> but then this kid, Raj, tells the little girl, you can't be Peter. That's a boy's name. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. Ain't wrong. I've never heard of a female Peter name. But yes, I, I see the... Uh, fair, fair enough. Um, n- ignoring the fact that traditionally Peter Pan is always played by a woman. Exactly. But, but anyway. you know, a six-year-old kid is probably not going to know Sure, that. yeah, no. Yeah. And then, but then Natalie whispers, you can't be Peter Pan. He isn't black. Ooh. At which point I was like, <gasps> Stuff got real. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, because so many people raised their hand, the teacher decided to, that they will have auditions next week. Mm-hmm. So... Grace comes home. We should mention that Grace is black, probably. Oh yes, Grace is black. There, that that might FYI. be a useful fact Sorry. to have. Forgot to point. mention that. I did forget to mention that. Myself, yes. <laughs> so she comes home and her mom says, "Well, she because she knows that something's wrong." Mm-hmm. Grace looks sad. Well, what's wrong? And Grace says, "Well, Raj says I can't be Peter Pan because I'm a girl." She says, a girl can be Peter Pan if she wants to. Mm-hmm. But then she remembers what Natalie says. Yeah. And she says, Natalie says I can't be Peter Pan because I'm black. And her mom <laughs> looks... Well, it says, Ma looked angry. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> and and immediately, Grandma comes in. Yeah, because mom, Mom's like, going to say some stuff that... Exactly. And Grandma's like... Um, it seems like Natalie doesn't know what she's talking about either. Yep. You can mm-hmm. do anything if you put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. At which point, Ma's like taking deep breaths yes, like... and like, trying to calm herself down. Yep. Um, and, but so then uh, that weekend, Grandma and Grace, Nana, I should say, they call her Nana. Nana and Grace decide to go into town and they go see a ballet. Apparently, it's Romeo and Juliet. And, oh, it's very famous. Ballet. And the lead ballerina is Rosalie Wilkins, who plays Juliet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is Rosalie Wilkins a real ballerina? Well, that's a good question. So I looked it up. Was she? And not that I could find. However, oh. it is the name of a British politician. <laughs> well, that's weird. There you go. That's re- <laughs> from when? Please say from 1991. No, it was before 91. It was like in the 70s. Okay. And but then... that means in the Rosalie Wilkins was known, a yeah. known entity. Yeah. Actually, and what? now she's Baroness Wilkins, so. Oh. <laughs> anyway. 
So the Baroness. So they go and see Romeo and Juliet, and they, you know, and so Grace can see, look, you know, you, Juliet is, you know, a black ballerina, and you can do anything you want, and it's after the ballet, she comes home, and she dances, and she thinks, yeah, I can do anything I want. Mm-hmm. So... You know, Suck it, girl who said I couldn't. What was her name? Natalie. Natalie. Suck it, Natalie. Well, Natalie ends up being Wendy. Raj and ends up being Captain Hook. And after the audition, everyone agreed that Grace should be Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. And Natalie even whispers, you were fantastic. Yeah. Because Natalie can see which side of the bread is buttered. And she knows it's probably a bad idea to go against Grace. Uh, Grace but- has a lot of power. But it makes me wonder about Natalie's parents. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Natalie's not getting this from nowhere. And yeah. where, I mean, did she see Peter Pan before? Maybe. Did she... I mean, it's a classic British play. There's the musical. There's books. The books. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the books. Absolutely, yeah. But, I don't know, it just kind of made me think. Um, and then, so at the end, she ends up being Peter Pan, and she's so happy, and everyone went to see her, and that's the end, happy ending, and really, when I first read this, I thought, okay, the only conflict was, like, from the kids, yeah. and it was squashed pretty quickly. It was like, mm. they say, I can't, I can't do, do it, I can't can. do it, I did it. Yeah. But then, the more I thought about it, the more I realized there's so many more conflicts within not just what the kids say, but what society says and teaches kids. And what she believes. And, and what whether's... parents teach right. their kids. Mm-hmm. So at the back of the book, there's the little like talks from both the author and the illustrator. Interesting. And the author says, if Amazing Grace has a message, it's that all stories are for all people, which I really liked. Yeah, it's nice. And that, yeah, and that the illustrator talks about how her illustrations were based on real people. She wanted to find a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter. So she went over, she found them, she took, you know, agreed to take pictures of them, and then she based her illustrations off of those people, and then it ends with a note from LeVar Burton for some reason. I don't but, know why. But the very... Because la- everyone loves LeVar Burton, and I why mean, not yeah. put him at the end of it? Honestly, he should be at the end of every picture book. <laughs> Go, dog, go. Oh, look, it's LeVar Burton talking about anything he wants, basically. (laughs) Well, at the end of this book, the very last page is like a rough sketch of the cat. Which I really like. Yeah, it's really cute. All right. Time to rain on your parade. Okay. Uh, Not not entirely, but so I wanted to get you... I was curious to see if the original version of this book would be available in my library. And at first it appeared that there were three copies and they were all, and then when I actually looked at them, I saw, no, this is the anniversary edition. And there's a reason for that, uh, why my library does not have the original edition of this book. So back in 1991, you know all those like scenes where she's pretending and dressing up and stuff like uh-huh. that? One of those must have been replaced. And I wish I knew which one it was. It wasn't a Nazi, because I remember a Nazi from, from back in the day. Um, she was Hiawatha. So she was dressing up like an American Indian, and she uh, has a full feathered headdress. She's doing the the arm thing, we like the how like horrible arm thing, uh-huh. and then like sitting. Like they do in Peter Pan. <laughs> right, they do in Peter Pan. <laughs> doing sitting crisscross applesauce. Um, so there were objections, uh, even even when the book first came out, which did surprise me because in '91 it wasn't like people were all that, you know, on the ball. But there was actually an article in the Wilson Library Bulletin. You you know the, the Wilson Library Bulletin. We used oh, to man. gather around the fire every Friday <laughs> to, 
to read the articles from it takes Ugh. me back to. Anyway, back in 1992, Ginny Moore Cruz wrote an article called No Single Season Multicultural Literature for All Children and pointed out uh, that, well, I guess I'll just read exactly what she wrote. Are the book's multiple themes so welcome that the act of plain Indian escaped comment by most U.S. reviewers? That critics relax their standards for evaluation? No such images recur so frequently that when they do, nobody notices. Well, almost nobody. But the children who, in real life, are Indian. Claiming that only American Indian children are apt to notice, quote, plain Indian, sitting Indian style, or picture book animals dressed up like American Indians does not excuse the basic mistake. Self-esteem is decreased for the effective people, and accurate portrayals are skewed for everyone else. So this entire book is all about, you know, she can be anything she wants, but then she's plain Indian uh, in one of the, the scenes. So it was removed from the American editions. Oh. Not the British. So if you were to buy this book today in England, that picture would still be there. Because apparently they were just like, oh, Americans, they're so... Sensitive. Interesting. Nor, when they made the change, did they say anything about it. It was only if you fl- happened to flip through and knew it was in there that you noticed it was gone. Interesting. They have made no mention of it yeah. in the back of this book. No. It's like it never was. But it was the same illustrator. Same illustrator. Interesting. Yeah, isn't it? And whatever they replaced it with is seamless. You can't... No. Even though it was 25 years later, I can't tell. Of course, she had many sequels. Princess Grace and Boundless Grace. Right. Um, I think Princess Grace is actually pretty interesting because it's all about um, Disney princesses and then um, she learns about African princesses and sort of oh. gets a lot of, you know, you know, cultural pride from that as well. Oh, and I should also mention that as recently as October 2015, there was an article written for The Guardian uh, by Mary Hoffman called 25 Years of Amazing Grace. Of course, it was in a British paper. No mention is made of that change whatsoever. Hmm. So, which is very interesting to me. It was done on purpose. It was done on purpose. It was removed on purpose. And, and not talking about and it on purpose. And not talking about it. Yep. Bing, bing, bing. Exactly. Also, it's a book by two white women, which wouldn't... Really? Not, yes. Oh, yeah, both of them. Interesting. Yeah. Something that doesn't happen as much these days, I'd say. There would be at least the illustrator would be a person of color these days, I'd say. Um... But, again, I don't know if that would be the case in England. I don't know if this book was... They wanted to publish it today in England. If that would be a consideration over there or not. I, I don't know how they do things yonder. All right, so now that I made everything all complicated, reading time. <laughs> well, I my original rating was 8.5. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, one, the illustrations are gorgeous. Yeah, they are nice. Um, I think that anyone can relate to her. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, wanting to, to do something, there's an obstacle that's in your way, and you overcome it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a nice message. Um, and yes, I do like that, because I would be the exact same way. I would hear a story and then be like, okay, I want to be that main character. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was great. We're, anyway, the whole controversy... I'm obviously I'm glad that they took it out because mm. if they didn't, my rating would be a heck of a lot lower. <laughs> right, right, right. But no, I think it's a great book. I uh, I have complex feelings about it. I uh, you know thinking about you know the the quote that you mentioned, all stories are for all people. 
of course, now with the uh, own voices uh, movement right now, and people saying, speaking from their experience and things like that, and people saying, you, can't, you, know, you shouldn't tell my story without doing the appropriate research, but maybe they did the research. It's so hard to tell. Um, there were the changes made, but not completely made, the not owning up to it. The art itself is good, and let me say, there is a book out this year called Not Quite Snow White, which is this exact plot. But um, it's, a, it's a black girl, she wants to play Snow White, someone says, you can't play Snow White. It's in the name, Snow White. There's no way you can play that character, and then she wrestles with it, and in the end she plays Snow White. Um, that sounds exactly like it this. It is. <laughs> to the point where I was almost like, have they, have they forgotten that this book came out? <laughs> because this book, I, it, it, the art is so much better, I would say, in this book than in that book. Um, so I do think this book still has a place. Uh, it certainly came out at a time when we weren't seeing a lot of we were seeing, we were seeing picture books um, starring black girls, but there, there weren't like a, it wasn't like the amount that we're seeing today. Well, and I'm sure there are still little black girls out there who are being told you can't do that right. because you're black. And right. this story says, no, you can do it. Yeah. Regardless of being black, you can still be or do whatever you want to do. I would be very interested when they do the next iteration of this book if they make some mention of the changes, rather than just putting LeVar Burton, wait, we put LeVar Burton in the back, boo, we're good. Um, that would be, if this book even came out now, I think they would make a, a mention of it. Um, I think they would own up, but uh, you know, I, I like it. It doesn't blow me away. It may just be that the the art style is not my art style. Um, you know, you have your art styles that you're, this you're not This is totally my art style. This is totally your art style, it's not mine. Um, realism in children's literature, uh, picture books is fine. This one is good. Um, I'm honestly giving it a 4.5. Whoa! Yeah, I think it's good. I think we have a lot better out there. You can't compare it to other books, Betsy. You have to leave it on its own. Yeah, well, on its own, it's fine. No, you compared it to the Snow White book. Fine. You on its <laughs> own, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not comparing it to anything else. I'm saying fine would be five. Fine would be down the line. Uh, five, four point five is a is fine with some quibbles. Yeah, I'm fine with quibbles. Well, I love but it. But you love it, and you gave it that whopping eight. So yeah, I believe it's a eight point five. Yeah, well, it's a classic. It's definitely a go. classic. It's a classic. All, All right. right, there you go. So people who agree with me, mm -hmm. you can write at fusekdate at mm -hmm. gmail.com and let me know how I'm writing am. Yeah. And if you agree with Betsy. Um, there's some other email address that I forgot. Nope. Nope. <laughs> not even. Letters time. Ooh. All right. So we got a lot of uh, people writing in about uh, the dinosaur's divorce. Oh, yeah. People were, were quite Oof. interested in that one. Uh, one person did have a suggestion for another divorce book that I thought was very interesting. Um, and I had forgotten about this book. My parents are divorced. My elbows have nicknames and other facts about me by Bill Cochran which was a pretty good divorce picture book. I completely forgot about it. I can't think it came out like seven, eight years ago. Um, but when they mentioned it, I was like, oh, that one. So that was a good one. It's got a good title. It, it's a great title. Um, Betsy Roscoe, no relation, wrote, uh, <laughs> OMG, my mom got this for me when I was four after my parents divorced in the early 90s. It sort of helped. Either way, many mems with this one. I don't know what a mem is. Memories. 
Oh, thank you. See, she's of your generation. <laughs> I don't understand the fancy slang you kids are uh, into these days. So, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think a four-year-old would know what, you know, alimony is or... <laughs> nope. Like... <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Margot um, had the longest uh, thing to say about it. She said, the other thing to think about with this book is the topic itself. I had a little girl in my library many, many years ago. She was a very, very bright girl and she was deeply struggling with the separation of her parents. Her mom asked if there were any books they could share. The little girl was about seven. I am sad to say I think I gave them this book. I did give others, thank goodness, but now I wish I could go back in time and reverse my action. All of this was over 10 years ago. I did a web search just now, and it seems there are plenty of much, much better books on this complex topic. Hmm. If I could go back to my school library now, I have left, I would certainly remove this book. Such ugly images. Oddly, this book is still appearing on Booklist, and it is still in print. It is still in print. I wanted to see if there was a new edition, an updated edition, because I thought that would be, that'd be fine if you just updated it um, with more contemporary terms and, and less heteronormative uh, imagery, but uh, they have not. So that needs to Little Brown, Little Brown Company. Y'all need to update that book, I'm just saying. Grown Up Things We Like? Sure. You wanna go first? So I was in Vegas for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. like, what, do you, what does one do in Vegas for 24 hours? Um, you meet Zappos, and if you wanna do a free tour- Like the whole company, you're just yeah. like, like, yeah. was there an, um, an embodiment of Zappos Dude, in a person? you can do a tour of their office. Like, what does Zappos sell? Uh, Zappos? The shoes? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they're like the in-between between like, you know, all these different shoe brands. Right. And so their office is so cool. You can go and do a free tour. They have a ball pit. They have a nap room with a fish tank. They have a mini golf course. They have like... Are these for adults or for children? For adults. It's... Because I'm, I'm liking the nap room idea. It's And the nap room has massage chairs that you can sit in and be surrounded in the dark with like a fish tank. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. So if you want to do a tour of the Zappos office, that's a thing you can do. Okay. Or if you want to do something a little different, right by the Zappos office is the Mob Museum. The what museum? The Mob Museum. Oh, I thought you said the mom museum. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, a whole museum for moms? No. I don't know if I want to go to that or not. <laughs> no, but, the, Oh, the mob The mob museum. museum. They had moms too, you know. <laughs> they are probably featured in some parts. <laughs> it's a very, it, well, it's a very interesting place. It's very big. It's three stories. It's really hard to do it all in a day. I mean, it's... Cool. They built the, um, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre wall the brick oh, wall that which was they were, here in chicago was yeah, it not yeah. yes so they you know the guys were lined up against walls right. and they, I, they were all I, shot i've seen some like it hot yeah how it goes. they yeah. built that wall brick by brick to put it back because they oh, were it's the same wall it's the same wall that's a level of dedication that's it's creepy you can yeah <laughs> it's creepy oh yeah so it's probably not kid friendly no but it's very educational sounds it wow it's very cool all so right. highly recommend the mob museum and if you want something a little more chill that's not the strip, mm -hmm. not Fremont Street, um, check out Zappos. Okay. Well, that, those are excellent <laughs> suggestions. Uh, you know what thing I like? Huh. Neanderthals. Really? Yeah. I totally am into Neanderthals these days. Why? Um, first of all, I just want to say I'm pronouncing it Neanderthal. There is a contingent of people who believe it's pronounced Neanderthal. Both are equally valid. 
I just prefer the fall because there's a freaking TH in it. Um, so I've just been running into them over and over. Uh, in one way, I was I was reading my kids the Lucy and Andy Neanderthal series from Jeffrey Brown, which is just filled with Neanderthal facts. But then there was the fact that we went to the Field Museum not that long ago, and they have a, a large portion dedicated to Neanderthals and what they look like and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But best of all, uh, I like the podcast uh, Radiolab. They had an episode called Asking for a Friend, where people with weird science questions would ask them and then be answered seriously. And one of the very weird questions was, if I ran into a Neanderthal at a bar, could I pick him up? <laughs> like, like, physically? Like, like, well, or can can they speak? Uh, I thought you know, meant, like, can I go up behind him, grab him around the waist, and lift I him up? I believe the answer to that is no. They are shorter than we are, but uh, they are quite heavy. Their bones are much thicker. And yes, they apparently could talk, but they managed to get an actor to do a... a version of what they're speaking was like, and it was one of the more shocking things to go through me earbuds into my ears that I have ever heard. Uh, okay. It's not what you would expect a Neanderthal to sound like, I'll just say that. Okay. But yes, potentially you could pick a Neanderthal up at a bar, should one happen to wander in. I mean, so, okay. The fun fact <laughs> glad, for everyone. Glad we have that now. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the more you know. Do, do, do. <laughs> All right, and on that wonderful uh, note <laughs> of Neanderthals, yeah, we're just and talking Zappos about Native Americans and, and mobs. mobs and... It's just your typical episode, <laughs> folks. It's wonderful. I've been Betsy. Thank you. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our highly evolved homo sapien is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird. <laughs>